0: hear that it's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake specifically they're beating around the bush which we've done enough of in this ad too so let's get right to it the new moneymaker scratch off from the ohio lottery doesn't beat around the bush money maker play the game and you could win money up to two million dollars with more than 88 million in prizes ranging from 50 to 500 dollars. moneymaker cuts right to the cash lottery players are subject to ohio laws and commission regulations play responsibly This paid podcast was produced by Slate Studios in partnership with Spotify Studios. Today's episode of Showstopper is presented by Ball in the Family, an all new show only on Facebook Watch. Head to Facebook.com slash Ball in the Family to catch up and watch new episodes every Sunday. I always said to Noah that the
1: the soundtrack that I made, that I released as, as, as a record, was the record that
0: I have always wanted to make my entire life. From Spotify Studios, this is Showstopper, the podcast that takes you inside the playlist of your favorite TV shows and films. I'm your host, Xavier Jernigan, head of shows and editorial for North America at Spotify. Today we're talking about Legion on FX a live-action series based on Marvel's X-Men comics. It's a show that lives in its own universe. The first thing to know is that the main character, David Haller, is in the middle of a crisis. See, as a child, he was diagnosed schizophrenic and can't even trust his own memories, as real as they may seem. I would say he's a relatively unreliable protagonist, and yet reliably unreliable. That's Jeff Russo, Legion's composer. He works alongside music supervisor Maggie Phillips to create the soundtrack. To show us what David's earliest memories are like, Maggie turned to The Who to invoke nostalgia.
2: We start with him as a baby, and we see his whole backstory in one song in Happy Jack. And um, we end that story by introducing his mental illness and who isn't crazy when they are a teenager.
1: You know, the the transition of the whole show was about him realizing that his entire life was a construct, right? Yeah. Like none of his memories were real. So we start the show out with this whimsical, innocent vibe. What, what is told in the story later and continues to be told
0: is that all of these memories were basically put there. Spoiler alert, David is a mutant and someone or something has been implanting memories into his mind. But when the series opens, he's deeply confused about the nature of reality. Are his memories real or fake? Is he making it all up? I, I think that maybe it's all about how you, how you interpret
1: the show. Yeah. My understanding was that it was just all a construct and that it, maybe some of it was real and some of it was not. But the idea was he didn't know what
0: was what. Right. And definitely the construct about what he was led to believe about his memories was definitely a construct. But even if it's a
2: construct, he still has the same emotional attachment to those memories.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because you naturally are going to have an attachment to your memories. Yeah. Just because that's what make you you. Because you're, yeah, I mean, your memories are your memories. Exactly. What you remember is real. It's your own reality. Jeff was tasked with creating a main title theme that feels brave and anxious. All at the same time when you hit on something that's
1: iconic for our show you know it all of a sudden can put the viewer right in the place that you need them to be and that's that's what musical themes do i think like
0: as soon as you play one little
1: part of a theme all of a sudden people
0: are immediately taken there the creator and showrunner noah holly had worked with his team before on the tv show fargo so when it came time to pitch them on legion he took them out to dinner
1: when he mentioned Dark Side of the Moon, in my mind, I was like, oh, okay, that's sort of like an idea of how to go about the score. In fact, then he turns to Maggie and says, no, 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 I wanna actually use a, a song from Dark Side of the Moon because both Noah and I discussed the fact that we believed that Dark Side of the Moon was basically the schizophrenic
0: manifesto for the 70s. Dark Side of the Moon has become a quintessential coming of age album. Jeff got turned on to it by a bandmate in high school. The singer smoked
1: weed with me and played me a song off of the wall called Mother. And, and that song and that sound was like, it was everything. It was, it was everything musically to me. That was the most, it was the most incredible experience I'd ever had. So then I went backwards in time and started listening to all the older records. And then I came across Dark Side of the Moon, which blew my mind in a way that had never been had never been done before. So doing Legion and and talking to talking to Noah about the sound of Dark Side of the Moon and how he was interested in how that could apply to the score, I was like, you have no idea what you know the, the box that you're opening in my mind right now. Um, because I, I get to I get to play in a playground, you know, with all the toys that I wanted to play with my entire life. For Legion, I was able to make An entire album of music just the way i had wanted to when i was 14. just being able to merge all of those feelings that i had when i was young in making music for something as you know as an adult it was pretty incredible so jeff recreated the
0: production techniques used by pink floyd
1: that sound from on the run was created by a synthesizer called a synthy aks and i thought okay so what if i get that that should do it. That should be enough. Like That should be the big nod to, to the sound of Pink Floyd. And in the end, I found one on Craigslist in Miami. So I started messing around with it. When you put the, the pins in the right place and the thing does the thing, you're like, oh, shit, that's the, that's the thing. That's the sound. There it is. I had a melody in mind. I had a sort of um, idea as to how that ostinato um, and, and that arpeggio was supposed to sound for our show. And I
0: programmed it into, the, into that synth, and, and there was that sound. Noah asked Jeff to begin creating music before he started writing the script. From there, the soundscape was able to inform every aspect of the series. He
1: asked me to write a lot of music before we ever start shooting, so he can be listening to our score and be inspired as he's writing the scripts. You know, he's a musician; he plays guitar and he sings, and and we've worked together in the studio and you know recorded songs together. So I think that because music is such plays such a big role in his creativity, um, I think that uh, him inserting that ideal is is you know. Perfect.
2: He tells both Jeff and me to go down rabbit holes. And so he'll give me a little lead like that. And then I go off and usually with his projects, I go out of town for four or five days and just brainstorm. So I would just go and I just live and listen for Legion and nothing else for the four or five days straight, which is, you know, about 50, 60 hours of listening. And then I make a ton of playlists. And then I try to narrow them down for Noah, then we'll create one master playlist. That's some of his ideas, some of my ideas, and then that's the playlist we pull from.
0: When she was making her playlist, Maggie was drawn back to Jane's addiction.
2: Jeff talks about how he's an emotional writer, and he writes, it's it's emotionally driven, all his writing. And I, it's how I pick music. Like, it's, if I respond to something in a, in a guttural, sort of emotional way, it goes on the list. And then if I listen to it again, and I don't have the same reaction, it goes off the list. So for me, it purely is driven by just my emotional attachment or emotional uh, response to a song that album nothing shocking was one of my favorite albums when i was in high school maggie used up the beach from that jane's
0: addiction album for the climax of episode one some secret service types are interrogating david who's tied up in a straitjacket they provoke him his powers flare and somehow through the might of his mental rage he flips the table over
2: i was thrilled that we got that placement. I was just, because it was so exciting for me. It was a cathartic moment while I was listening to yeah. sort of rediscover that album, and then listen to it all over again. And for me, it's a, a lot of nostalgia. Mm. I mean, I can pi- immediately picture myself in ni- at 1993 or 1994, and what I was wearing, and what I was smoking. <laughs> and um, what who was my boyfriend and listening to that album over and over and over again and what it meant to me when I was that age, um, which was a lot. So it's it's nostalgia and then also it's um you don't hear live chains addiction, so it's something to rediscover and, and get excited that we're using something that's unique and different and then um it also just worked.
0: There's one bright spot in David's world, Sid, a girl he meets at Clockworks, the Psych Ward. Noah wanted to play up their romance in the soundtrack.
2: For him, that was the ultimate storyline, was their love story. And that's my through line throughout the entire season. That's what kept me coming back. And um, he wanted love songs that were, um, how did he describe it? Songs that kids would love before they were jaded or cynical or had other people's opinions in their head. You know, like, so a song that you just love without any sort of baggage. So much fun to listen for. I still go back to that playlist and just listen to it for myself. And I actually have sent um, narrowed-down playlists to some of my nieces and nephews.
1: The love story is a really important part of, of it because it's it's the, the the central theme in David's life. And because he never knows what is real and what's not real, at least in season one, yeah. the idea was how can we invite the audience to participate in that? So the thing I never wanted to do was write music that made you feel like it was was telling you what was going on. I had to just play the emotional content. And as long as I did that, then no one would know what's real and what's not real because everything would feel real, which is how the character is supposed to experience everything. He's supposed to experience everything as real. The second piece, however, was David and Sid, because one of the more important aspects of the score, and I think the music in general, as Maggie even said before, which is, you know, how love changes all of us. You know, you feel love and it changes you. And, you know, when you feel that, things change chemically in your brain. And and I, I really wanted to make
0: that feel important. David's friends and foes are both competing for his attention. In a dream sequence, he hallucinates a dance number starring Sid and the other patients.
2: They choreographed an entire dance to a song from a band in India, Bani, And it was a great song. Oh, my God. It was like pure joy. It was such a beautiful song. And Noah and I both fell in love with that. My brother-in-law's from India, and his, one of his cousins introduced me to that song. Noah and I both fell in love with it, and he choreographed that whole scene around that song. Then when we put it, it to picture, it just was too obvious, and so that's where the surge came.
0: After they shot the scene, Noah ended up replacing the original song with Pover Lola by Serge Gainsbourg.
2: I really
1: liked the Serge Gainsbourg. When I first saw that, after they had replaced the Bollywood, which I always thought was a little on the nose, I was like, oh, this is really great. And then, you know, there was all this talk, but can we have a French song? And it was like, it was, we don't know about this French. Why would you put a French song in? And Noah's response is always, because we can, and we do, and they did, and it was great.
2: On the whole, the songs were more of a commentary and more of a break in the stories. Jeff might disagree, and that the score was more about engaging and drawing us in.
1: I think with any project, songs tend to be more of the thing that pull you out to have a downward look onto the narrative and the score is what brings you into the emotional content. Like, it's it's total head trip. So, like, we're telling a linear story and multiple things are happening at the same time. So, when that kind of stuff happens, a song can be the very thing that pulls you outside of that timeline and gives you sort of a broad view of what's happening and really can help um, center you in terms of the how the story's being told.
0: We're going to take a quick break, and in a minute, we'll hear more about Legion's original score. Calling all snack connoisseurs. This sponsorship is for you. If you're an artisanal meat and cheese lover, look no further than Hillshire Snacking Small Plates. Take your favorite bites on the go, prosciutto and cheddar cheese, spicy salami and gouda cheese. You get the picture. Hillshire Snacking Small Plates, a snack above. Find your perfect pairing at hillshiresnacking.com. Now back to the show. In the world of Legion, where reality is fluid, music gives the series definition. We try
1: to create the, um, the identity of, of a show from a musical perspective as well as character because the way Noah writes, he writes with music as a character in mind. You know, whether it's score or songs, I think that Noah has a really strong sense of musicality and rhythm and how that plays into the dialogue and how that plays into how the edit happens. So music is always an integral part
0: of what we're doing. One of Jeff's biggest challenges was to find a way to musically express the protagonist's shifting reality once he realized that he didn't know
1: what was real and what wasn't real, I had to create music that could seamlessly go from completely off balance and off-kilter and electronic to orchestral and melodic um, and you should never feel the change. So when I went to write David, his first theme, there was that one melodic motif <ferrying in> So I programmed that into the into the synthesizer into yeah. the into the synthy. And it plays that. And then there's some other chords and rhythms and stuff. And then, so what happens if all of a sudden the orchestra starts playing that same thing? And at some point, you never realize that it goes from the synthesizer playing it to the orchestra playing it. And so you you hear and it starts to get faster and faster and faster. And then all of a sudden it starts to slow down, but then you realize, because the orchestra is playing it now. And you never sort of know when it transitions from one to the other. And and the idea behind that was David is not supposed to know when he slips in and out of these Uh, fugue states and like, okay, so now he's awake in the real world or is it the real world? Is, you know, was Clockworks and his time at Clockworks, did that actually happen? I'm not sure that we still, I'm not sure that we know. He never knows. So the idea was to construct a piece of music that you sort of never know when you're in one place versus another place or how you get from one place to another place. And then it wasn't until after I had cracked that
0: code that I could go and then start to write his backstory. Sid now appearing to threaten the villain's master plan is beckoned by a doctor at Clockworks to take part in some "quote unquote" music therapy. Noah called me and said,
1: "So we have this scene where they put, you know, the headphones on Sid and she's supposed to nod off." Um, and he's like, "Yeah, and you know, you hear crickets, and we need some piece of music to do that." And I said, "Okay, let me let me take a look at it." And I heard the crickets in the in the sound effects track, and I was like. I think it would be great if she hears the crickets and then the crickets become a part of her dream. So... I recorded crickets at my house. I found crick- sounds of crickets in just a, a bunch of different places. And there was there was a cricket living in my daughter's room. I, you know, I have a little uh recorder. I just started recording it. And then I brought it all here and I started cutting it up and what I realized was I had to build like a whole bunch of crickets to make it sound like a chorus of crickets. And then I had to figure out how to get them all chirping in time. I know the sound of choir helps me go to sleep. So, um I decided to put a choir on it and have the choir singing along with the crickets so that they were sort of singing together. So crickets were singing along
0: with the choir. The choir was singing along with the crickets. For this piece, Noah gave Jeff a copy of Hallucinations by neuroscientist Oliver Sacks.
1: What you find is... A lot of hallucinations are repetitive, right? You you see the same things over and over and over again and and it's the same thing with trying to get somebody hypnotized. The idea is there's no magic way to hypnotize somebody, but Something repetitive, over and over and over and over again. You know, you'll start to. I mean, you've been in a car, I imagine, a long trip, and you're staring out the window. And as the trees go by, if they continue to go by, go by, go by, like you start to get a little weary, and all of a sudden, you could be asleep. So it's it's repetition, and I, I, which is, I think, what happened on the choir and crickets track—the repetition of the of the crickets and then hearing them all of a sudden get into time and then they just continued. And then, of course, there's the, the, the choir and they are you know repeating the same
0: melodic line over and over and over again. As David realizes his true nature and fights the parasite inside him, the show then becomes even more frantic. For this, Jeff riffed on a similar theme.
1: The Bolero was written... W- apparently, when um, the writer Ravel was going mad. He was going insane. Um, And it's very easy to spot if you listen to the piece of music because, again, as I was saying before, repetition is a part of madness as well as hypnosis and being hypnotized. But if you listen closely, the same 16 bars gets repeated over and over and over and over and over again, and all he did
0: was add instruments and take instruments away and then adding things on top. Noah asked Jeff to compose an electronic version for a scene where Oliver, a character shrouded in mystery, seems to conduct an invisible orchestra that manipulates time and space.
1: What ended up in the show, again, this was one of those unbelievable happy accidents. I got a call and we were like, okay, we're going to do this Bolero. Um, And it's during this dream sequence. So we're going to use the original Bolero is recorded by this guy on guitar and the LSO. Can you do an electronic version of it? So when we get into the dream, it transitions to the, the, you know, dark sort of more electronic version of it. So I did that. And what happened next was an accident. So the editor played both things at the same time. And, they just so happened to match exactly in tempo. So it was literally a mistake. We didn't mean to do that. But when we sat back and we watched it, as both pieces of music progressed together, it was incredible. We were like, this is, this is great. I had to change some of the notes to go from a very major feeling piece to a minor feeling piece. So the way the major and the minor plays together, it, which is
0: it makes it very dissonant and dark, which is what made that work. The big reveal in the season finale is that David's mental illness and his friend Benny and Dr. Busker and even Cornflakes' childhood dog are all the same thing a parasite that's been manipulating David's mental power since birth. He's called the Shadow King. His theme
1: came from a bunch of horn effects and yeah. trombone effects. And one of the things, you know, we talked about was, so how do you make it sound shocking and not like trying to be a horror movie? Yeah. Like, what's that sound like? And I was like, okay, so we could try some horn effects. And, and, and I just started writing these weird trombone effects, like you know, and, and it's difficult to write out on paper, and you know, a, a, a horn player will look at that and go, what the fuck what are you that? doing, man? Why do you want me to play this? Um, but it all worked out in the end. I ended up recording a bunch of these types of, of effects, and then we could edit them in whenever we really wanted to
0: to do that. During the height of the Shadow King's control, we hear those telling horns again. Then she smirks at the camera before pivoting into a dance number, set to a remix of Nina Simone's Feeling Good. It didn't come together as a musical
1: motif um, as much as my trying to write a musical sound effect for that character. Again, we talk about how things sometimes can just happen, and it's magic. It's like, it's almost magic. Like, when you have something really great, and we I think we all truly believe that this was a really, really special show... Um, when, when things come together in a way that all of a sudden things start happening and you didn't mean them to happen, but they do, you're like, yeah. oh, how did that? Okay, just leave that alone. That will just sit right there and be perfect, you know? So, yeah, that was
0: just, that was a magical accident. Throughout twists and turns of the series, music is the grounding element. You can get lost in this show. And... We,
1: we tried to use music to, to get you lost and to then also bring you back. And that, that really was the balance between using score for that and using
0: songs for that as well. To hear the music from this episode and more, check out the official Legion playlist right here, only on Spotify. Showstopper is produced by Spotify Studios in collaboration with Slate Studios with production by Fanny Co. Our producers are Fanny Cohen and Morgan Hecht. Special thanks to Natalie Tulla, Leah Campbell, Sharon Wong, and Michelle Siegel. Our theme song is produced by my homie, Prince Maestro. From Spotify, I'm Xavier Jernigan. Keep listening. Today's episode of Showstopper is presented by the Army National Guard. Discover how you can make a difference in your community and country by visiting GoArmy.com slash Army Guard and discover more episodes of Showstopper only on Spotify.